Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at, at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at Mon 3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hey, hey friends. Welcome back to Maiden Speech. Monica Ferguson here. Thank you for joining me and I'm super excited to bring back Stu Darling who was on several weeks ago and today we're talking all about resilience, all about how to get up again when you get knocked down and we share so much of our own history and our own stories because while that is something that sounds inspiring and like a quote you might see on Facebook actually in real life sometimes getting back up can be so hard and confronting so we've created this podcast to help you and to know that you are not alone if you are down right now there are better things coming and that we have all been there and continue to go there as we continue our journeys to rise so hopefully you enjoy guys reach out and let me know what resonates see you in there Stu, darling, I had to fight the urge again to say that in a Scottish accent. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> you try it. No, because it'll I, be an thank embarrassment. You, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> right, well, I'll, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. There you go. Oh, then I was going to make an inappropriate joke about a kilt, but the thing is that people can actually see you in this particular podcast, so it won't work so well. Anyway. <laughs> and I'm not wearing my kilt. No, I've got my I've got my t-shirt on, but that's all. Well, I'm gonna say that's all. That's not all. <laughs> you only wear the kilt on special events. <laughs> I do, yeah. But it's true what they say. <laughs> no one else that I've done a podcast with would I speak to them like this with such blatant disrespect, but that's all good. That's anyway, because, because, great to have you, know, you back. Let's, let's not forget that um, you know, as long as you're being kind, then actually the feeling of disrespect is a problem I have, not one that you have. Thank you very much for welcoming me back. I suppose kindness, though, is subjective, isn't it? Like, was that kind? Uh, well, I mean, I think you, you and I know one another, um, and uh, <laughs> and you know, we we understand the um, we understand the levels of dogs' abuse we can both put up with. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is it is important that you um you know, you 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 either got to know people or you just got to realise that you're being kindness. You're being kind is 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 very very important. I love that, and that has nothing to do with our podcast at all today. But great words of wisdom, regardless. Uh, well, I, I do try. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know your time is valuable, and uh, yeah, I know all the listeners' time is valuable. Yeah, they might only listen to the first ten seconds. We've got to get something of value out. <laughs> Kilt talk, yes. Okay, so now it was funny listening back to our previous podcast because we went off on so many tangents, which we've already done again, but that's all right. I will, I am focused and committed to bringing us back to the topic today because it's actually right. really, really big and important, um, which is around being resilient. Yes, now, it is. We've picked a song 
a theme song for this podcast, which I feel like I might actually work in somehow into the intro, which is, would you like to sing it? <laughs> uh, I get knocked down, but I, I get up again. Yeah, there's an, awful lot, there's an awful lot of drinking that goes on in that song, and I remember those days well. Or don't remember them, maybe. <laughs> that's true, that's true, yeah. Okay, so we're here to talk about resilience right now. I was thinking about this today, just before our podcast, um, and I was trying to create something that would steer the direction. And I realized this is the real question that I'd love to for you to help me understand. Mm-hmm. Why do some people get back up and other people quit? Oh, start with an easy one, why don't you? <laughs> so I wouldn't um, tell them, you guys, for who's listening, I wouldn't tell them the question beforehand either. So, <laughs> yeah, so look, um, I, I think we, we've got to take this, we've got to take this back. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, I, I love this quote. Um, you've got to blame your parents for everything. <laughs> yeah. And you, people are going, well, I'm, I've always been told that it's my fault. No, nah, blame your parents. Blame your parents. <laughs> but it's all, you know, if you've got to blame your parents, you've got to blame them for everything. You got to blame them for the bad stuff, but you got to blame them for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so you know, when we talk about values, or we talk about the families or the um, you know, the tribes that we've been brought up in, um, some of our tribes are more resilient than others. So if some people struggle to get back up again when they're knocked down, um, you know, for the most part, it's because something happened either in you know, previous in their lives or even previously in their families' lives that just keeps manifesting again and again and again. And it turns into that, you know, those individuals who just go, yeah, I just, I can't get back up again. That's where fear and anxiety begin to begin to exist. Whereas if you come from a robust background where, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying parents were unkind, but where it was, you know, you get back up again, um, you are more likely to get back up again. Um, and the great thing is that when it become when we realize that it's not our parents' fault, it's our responsibility. When we get up once, we realize that getting back up is never quite as tough as we thought it was going to be. So we try it again. Um, you know, before we started, you and I were talking about when you know, when we get stressed out, and yeah, you know, when we feel a little bit stressed out, we never really do anything about it. That little tap of the feather on your shoulder that says come on time to deal with it so we leave it and the next time we get a little bit more stressed out and we feel the baseball bat of change across the back of our head (laughs) and still we do nothing until that 10 ton truck comes around the corner and goes right you're really going to have to deal with this now um and for the most part we deal with it um and that's what being resilient is all about. Being resilient is about seeing that 10-ton truck just before it hits you and actually doing something about it. And the better we get at it, we begin to see it and we begin to manage the situation when it is that little tap of the feather on the shoulder rather than realising that, well, we'll just leave it until it gets far too big. Because when it gets far too big, that's the time that too often people just stay down. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. And when I was listening back to our previous podcast, I actually wrote something down, which was a great quotable from you from the last time. Um, And I think this is something that's really important to discuss. And I love this, that both of us do this. And it's around actually sharing the process and the journey, right? So we don't just show up and act like, 
oh I cracked it and everything's great and my life is perfect like we actually talk about this the time yeah the 10 ton truck it's like locking the door and trapping you in your house until you sort out your shit like basically Uh um that was me yesterday folks that's where that conversation came from so there you go (laughs) but what I wrote down was quote we are struggling just as much as everyone else and I feel like especially in today's world of social media where we project only what we want for people to see and we yep. make ourselves better by trying to make ourselves appear um it's so important for people to understand that just because people may post things on the internet or not say anything we can't assume that everyone else has a life that's super easy like we're all actually dealing with the same stuff all the time yeah totally um, I, you know, you you got to look at yeah. It's a little bit like you know, the waves in the ocean. You know, there are up times and down times. No one can be up all of the time for fuck's sake. Yeah, and yeah, you're, you're right. Unfortunately, your Facebook, um, social media, not just Facebook. Um, you know, people only. It's quite interesting when you look at it. People only post positive stuff when they're feeling positive, or you know, when they're not, they just disappear off social media for a while message to everyone those are the times to reach out to your friends if their social media just dries up get on the phone to them because it means that yeah they may be dealing with some shit and they maybe just want someone or maybe don't want anyone but you know a voice at the end of the phone is important yeah it's that is so important but i mean i i I, I spoke to a bloke a few years ago who was the um uh the president of the comedy channel in the u.s and when he finished that gig, he um, he decided that he was going to set up um, uh, social media uh, like Facebook, but where people who maybe wanted to share stuff but not so positive stuff could do so. Um, and it bombed. It failed. It failed miserably because you know we don't post. We close <laughs> in. You're right. You know we close the door and we lock ourselves away until we figure it out. And whether that's actually a door or whether we just close up within ourselves and try to figure it out um you know we do that because it's it's that um it, you know when we talk about wanting to be part of a tribe well if we're struggling to be part of a tribe and you know we're, we're mammals we need to be tribes that's where our storytelling comes from um and if we don't know how to fit in we close in to within ourselves until we figure out what it is. And being resilient is the ability to figure out what it is that's going on inside that says, yeah, I need to fix this. But back to your point, because I know I'm drifting. Um, (laughs) This morning, I had a lovely morning this morning. um, And then I was involved in a conversation. And let's face it, let's be honest, everyone, the people that you flash with are the people closest to you. you That's just human nature. Um, And yeah, I was... I was an arse this morning, frankly, um, and yeah, I, and I've apologised for it. You know, I um, I got it spectacularly wrong, um, but we do that. But as long as we learn from it, we apologise if necessary. Then it ebbs and flows, and then you get on and you get back to the high points, and then it dips again. And that you know, that's the life that we've got to realise. We can't live. You know, people that tell me they're happy all the time, bollocks. Content, possibly, but you don't try and be happy all the time. We're not meant to be happy all the time. If we're happy all the time, we wouldn't understand what made us happy. So by saying you're happy all the time, it doesn't compute. 
we've got to have the you know, the lower times are where we learn. If we're happy all the time, we can't be resilient because you know, floating on a cloud, dancing with unicorns, it doesn't happen. And you know, we mustn't we mustn't kid ourselves that that it does. Yeah. Yeah, I love that that was the point. We're coming back to, yep, unicorns on clouds. Okay, got it. <laughs> now, this is good because my mind is starting to wander and I've already got a bunch of notes to ask you about. Now, okay. the first thing, actually, this is more a comment. Now, yesterday, as we've sort of discussed a little bit, I had one of those universe, you know, kicking my ass moments, days. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting was that I did exactly what you just said. I shut the door. I was just like, like, let it hit me. But about halfway through and I realized holy shit I'm actually really struck like I'm really struggling here this is not a little thing this is big Mm -hmm. I picked up my phone and I messaged like five of my best friends and I said hey just letting you know that this is what's going on and one of my sorry it didn't it didn't come through to me uh, uh, so you're number six, Joe. You're number six. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. <laughs> anyway, right. so one of my my oldest best friends, who I've known since I was 17 years old, so three years, <laughs> um, he messaged back and he said, "Thank you so much for reaching out." And I was thinking, I was just listening to you then, thinking that is what we do, right? Because actually the story that went through my head before I actually got over myself enough to ask for help was, no, I'm a coach. I need to have it all together. I can't be seen like this. And this conversation where where you actually realize, you know what, part of my, I feel like part of my role on earth is actually to show people that this is the process. And that actually, this is part of being someone you know, the Theodore Roosevelt quote that everyone thinks Brene Brown said about getting being in the arena, getting your ass yeah. kicked. Like that's, um, this is part of it. We're all in the arena together. And so I don't want to be someone that just puts up fluffy stuff on Facebook and doesn't share the actual stuff, which is sometimes your core trigger wounds, things that are in the way of you reaching your next level will pop up until you address them. And that's what happened Always. to me yesterday. And it was, it's amazing, right? Because today I woke up and I actually feel like I'm on a cloud with unicorns. But it's, um, you know, it's like in the moment it was crushing. But it was just so interesting that that process of putting it together that actually resilient. That's actually part of me becoming resilient is reaching out for help when in the past I never would have. I would have let my ego get in the way, my pride. I would have I would have told myself this old story about I'm alone and no one cares. I was like, I'm not alone. The responses that I've got made me cry. Like they were so incredible. And I was like, I'm literally surrounded by the most epic people in the world. And and how much of that shifted the moment that I actually told someone what was going on. That nothing happened. Just knowing that they were there was enough to kind of yep. you know push me up totally. again a little bit. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and look, you know, we um this so, some work I did uh, last year, you we live in cycles. And unless we break the cycle, it just goes round and round and round and comes back. And you've already said, you you're right, you know, until you deal with it, it will keep coming back until it's dealt with um and yeah i this this happened last year um with last december um with my my little boy who's only 21 um and yeah that's oh, sorry can you say that against you you went a little bit robotic <laughs> uh so how far do you want to go back so when um, this happened you know december last year with um with with my son uh, my little yeah. boy who's um who's only 21 
Um, but you know, there's a father-son cycle, just as there's a friendship cycle and a mother-daughter. You know, is in all relationships. But we realised that, yeah, you know, and um, you know, I'll, I'll share with you this with you because I'm quite sure you'd be, be okay with it. Um, yeah, you know, he likes to think he's the black sheep of the family. Um, so does things to wind me up to prove that he's the black sheep of the family. You see how the cycle goes. Mm -hmm. So if I react to whatever he does, you're growing a beard. You know, let's, let's pick a simple one because you know, being, I mean, I haven't shaved today because it's Sunday and I don't shave on a Sunday you know, because I shave every other day of the week. So I don't shave on a Sunday. It's just a thing. Um, so yeah, growing a beard is uh, yeah, that's not what dad does. Therefore I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, to elicit a response. Um, so if I don't respond, I'm beginning to break that cycle. But then how far does that cycle go until I do react? And these are the, you know, these are the things that we've got to think about with these cycles. Um, you know, friendships, unhealthy, well, unhealthy relationships, let's call them, that you know there's a cycle in there. But because of the because of the comfort of that relationship, however toxic it is, you stay inside it until it gets to a stage you go, actually, I'm not accepting this anymore. Um, and the more and more we accept those toxic relationships or the unhealthy stuff, the less resilient we are to actually dealing with them when they come to the fore. So we've got to recognize the cycles within ourselves and in the relationships we have to make sure that we do something about it at the right time rather than when it's too late. Because when it gets so big, that's when we can't cope. And you, you, you were able to realize yesterday that actually, do you know what, I, I need to reach out. Um, but when you don't reach out, you just continue in that spiral. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, check, check the cycles in your life to make sure that you're not heading down that toxic path. Mm, just writing that down. Check the cycles in your life. That seems like a an important point in terms of being resilient. Because do we even think about that most of the time? We, we wait until something huge happens, until it's unavoidable. But most of us, do we actually know what are our cycles? What are our triggers? What are our our core issues that are just on repeat. So, look, I mean, I'll, I'll take you back to um, you know, that 28-year drinking session I went on. Yeah. Um, you know, the cycle was, it's six o'clock in the evening, start drinking. Waking up with a hangover. It's six o'clock in the evening, start drinking. Waking up with a hangover. I can do this. I can still operate. You know, I can still function. I can still run marathons. I can, you know, Six o'clock in the evening, have a glass of wine. In the morning, have a hangover. And it continued and continued. And I, you know, I, mean, I knew that it was becoming a problem. And it took a long, long time for me to um, actually do anything about it to the point that the night before I was going to stop, boy, did I drink. And then woke up the next day and stopped. Broke that cycle. Um, and you know, I mean, for, for, for anyone who's read the book and you know, anyone who knows me, I do, you know, I, I do enjoy a drink now, 
But that cycle's now broken. I now know that I can go, actually, do you know what? Now that's enough. That's that's done. Because the point was not to give up drinking. The point was to actually take responsibility for that cycle within life. And you know, whether it's drinking alcohol, eating chocolate, whatever it is with you, um, you know, that toxic relationship, if it is one, you know, you know it's there. You just need to go away and take time to reflect that that's something that isn't acceptable and I need to I need to deal with it mm. funny so it's starting to come back to our previous podcast which is around personal power <laughs> they're not unrelated well, 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 okay, we'll get it back to resilience yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're all connected so you broke up a little bit there yeah, we've got a bit of a robotic connection today. Yeah. I was just saying it's um I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I was just saying that they all seem to be connected, actually. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that's why where if we take it back to my first point and to bring it back to the whole resilience point, you know, if you're gonna blame your parents, you've got to blame them for everything. Um, and that's not just our parents, it's the um it's the environment we're brought up in, it's the tribes we're brought up in, it's the society we're brought up in. You know, all of the values that were around for the, the hundreds, thousands of years before our time on this planet are all the things that the baggage that we bring to the party. So yeah, we, we've got I know in order to be resilient, we've got to recognize that. You know, we've got to take the rucksack of our corporate past, corporate, we, you know, we've got to take the, the, the rucksack of our past off and leave all of that baggage behind and go, actually, this is me. That's why you know, I did the exercise five or six years ago about understanding what my values actually, what I want my values to be so that I can grow into those values because it allowed me to say, okay, the values of the British Army that I had thrust upon me for 25 years um are they the values that i still stand by well yes they are but so what does it look like for me what about the values that i was brought up with what about my family values what about the values of scotland compared to new zealand um <laughs> you know, what what does that look like well if i say would well, you know what if i've got a daily mantra that says i live with bravery tenacity enthusiasm and I'm an inspiration, honest and present towards everyone I meet. Well, actually, all of that baggage goes away because I'm looking into the future to say, this is who I want to be. And that means I can be resilient because when I have the wobble, I can sit back and go, right, so where's the deal here? Is it because you're not being brave? Is it because you're not being tenacious? Is it because you're actually just not being enthusiastic about that thing? You know, which one is it? And I can go to work yeah. and by writing my values down in my journal every morning and by reflecting them before I go to bed every night, I know what sort of day I've had. And I can go to bed, and I think I said last time, I go to bed knowing that tomorrow morning the sun's going to come up and I get a fresh start. I love this. So, Stuart Walter, I think you know him. Uh, yes, indeed. I've had a conversation with him, but I've you know, yeah. seen him face you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's one of my mentors and he has the saying and it goes, motivation is only possible with direction, which so made me just think of that. So because in terms of being resilient, like we, we need to know who we are, right? We need to have an actual identity because yep. otherwise 
And also I keep thinking about even worthiness, the sense of knowing that we're worthy because if you're down and out and shit is so hard, there's always going to be that part of your mind that says, see, it's because you can't do it. And it's because you don't deserve it. And your, your mum was right about you. And that friend was right to leave you. And that's why they always break up with you. And all this, all these old stories. And I, again, mm. this is so important to discuss. However, if you know, actually, like you say, I am brave. I am here to lead. I am here to support people through this. This experience is actually going to help me become stronger so that I can help other people. It's a very different story which even though sometimes in the moment it's not that easy to connect to, you're always there's a mm. bit of you that knows that that is true. And even yesterday I started writing. I was sitting here in this office, tears just rolling down my face, writing chapters in my book because I was like, you know what, I'm going to channel this pain into something that's useful yeah. because it's real. It's, what, it's in the moment. It's not hindsight going, oh, yeah, I had a crap day, but actually being like, oh, my God, you know, and writing it down in real time. I was like, how cool. Like, yeah. what a good use of my pain. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any standout memories in your life that you feel like made you resilient or where you really demonstrated to yourself how resilient you are? Oh, yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think if we, if we go back to, I mean, yeah, let, let's start with a slightly lighthearted one. I do 30 day challenges. Right, because 30 days, and I, I, did a, um, I, did, I did a video about it um, for the event just the other day. Um, but 30-day challenges are great because you know, it's only 30 days and you actually get to test yourself. Um, so 30 days of being, um, of non-dairy eating, right? It's a little bit of fun, but it shows me that I can actually get through 30 days and yeah, you learn a whole bunch of stuff. 30 days of extreme exercise, yeah, okay, you can get through that. That's showing you can be more resilient. 30 days of learning to play the trumpet. That went horribly wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, by, by the end of it, I was able to play the first six notes of the Imperial March from Star Wars. Um, and before any of you go, wow, that's amazing, it's not. Four of the notes are the same. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's that side of you that you, you can actually play at being resilient and have some fun with it. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm doing a 30 day challenge of 10,000 steps a day for 30 days, just as I, you know, just to, to have one that I'm doing. Um, so we can always do little bits and pieces just to test our resilience, because then we go on to the next bigger thing, because we realize we can be. But if I look, yeah, I mean, if I look back to, to life, um, yeah, uh, 10 years old, um, dad died. Um, all of a sudden, you you have a choice, and I do believe it's a choice. Um, you can deal with it or not. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I spent years and and still have to deal with it. But that choice that actually I can do this, I can get through this. Um, you know, I remember you know, being told that the adults had decided it's probably not a good idea for me and my sister to be at dad's funeral. And um, I, yeah, I, I said, look, you know, you do what you like, I'll be there. Um, you know, that was a 10 year old who'd consciously made that decision that no, this is not going to beat me. Um, 
And yeah, don't get me wrong, at times it really felt like it was going to, but you know, it didn't. And you know, that resilience is a point of strength that I can I can go back to. Um, you know, there are there are other times when you know when the bombs and the bullets were flying and you, there's that right okay well you know we're going to get through this there is always there's always one more option um and that's that's the way that i live my life there is always one more option and i'm only here because i had another option um so you're really from way back you nearly nearly 40 years ago nearly um, <laughs> for everyone who's uh, taking notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean there, there was that point that i still you know i still reflect on it um but then you know throughout life you know there's you know, with with you know when my startup nearly failed um and i knew that what what was necessary to make it work was the option that no one ever thought i took take sorry um, and I did. I sacked myself as chief exec and brought in someone else and allowed the business to begin to grow without me as chief exec, but with me as a director instead. It was always that other option that people didn't see coming. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that answers your question. I mean, yeah, there's lots, yeah, there are lots. Um, and, yeah, I, I share far more I don't know whether this is oddly or not, but I, f I share far more stories when I'm actually on stage than I do when stuff's being recorded or written down. Um, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes people don't remember it or I can always say that's not quite what I said. Um, because, you know, my, my past for, you know, for, for, for those of you, know, for those, those of you listening who don't know my past, um, you know, running covert operations is a pretty sensitive thing. So, um, so we don't, um, you know, we don't share many stories. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there are lots of places where, you know, that resilience has come to the fore, but it does grow from that moment as a 10-year-old boy, realising that there was a choice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, resilience is about a choice. Do I get up or do I stay down? Um, there we are. Yeah, and I love that so much because I feel like this is kind of it's gone full circle again back to my initial question, which is like what helps people say yes? What what helps people decide to get up versus stay down? You know, and I like what you were talking before about if you're raised in a house where that's the case, where you're, you know, encouraged to just get up again, that's one thing. However, something that I think you and I have in common is as little kids, we were facing situations like that that actually required us to grow up pretty quickly. Um, and so it's interesting how those sort of situations, which could create that sort of victim mentality, actually propelled us into, nah, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's it. I think that's a really, I mean, I, I don't have the answer to this one, um, but I think it's, there must be something in the psyche of people like you and me and you know, many others who make that call of no I'm, I'm i'm i am getting up um and yeah yeah we know where it comes from um but it's interesting that uh you know when you look at families 
so you know children um and i'm not suggesting this is yours or my case but when catastrophic events happen to two individuals who've been brought up in the same family um and one goes one way and one goes the other that says that there's actually something deeper going on um in that in that space yeah absolutely okay so Let's go with three tips from you to our listeners around um, how can people become more resilient? On the three. I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you, go oh, with you, one. Go no, with one if you like. That was good. Only three. Oh, right. only, yeah. <laughs> no, they have to come to right. the event, all right, to listen to Yes, to, yeah, to, to get to get the full benefit of it, we'll all come to come to the resilient. But look, I mean, there are three ways that we can all begin to work on our resilience. Um, you challenge yourself to do something difficult, and I'm not saying it's scaling Everest or going to the moon or something. But you know, if you struggle to um, if you struggle to do anything more than make egg on toast or beans on toast, challenge yourself to to cook. Yeah, a meal from, uh, from from a recipe book. You just challenge yourself to do. If you're struggling to do exercise, well, actually go out and do some exercise. I'm not saying go for a run. I'm saying go for a walk. Just just challenge yourself that little bit that says, "Huh, that wasn't quite so difficult." Um, the so yeah, there's one. Challenge yourself just a little bit. Um, take some time to recognize where the challenges lie. So you're before the 10 ton truck hits you, actually take some quiet time to just think about where you struggle a little bit in life. And ask the question, this is, I mean, this is a great question. Um, and we should ask it all of the time, far more broadly than this, but ask yourself, I wonder why. Oh yeah. Is yeah, it's such a powerful, powerful question. But yeah, ask yourself, I wonder why. So with that challenge of I wonder why I can only bake beans on toast. I wonder why. Hmm. It causes us to reflect. So do some reflection on where you feel you struggle in life. So there's two. And <laughs> third. Oh, this is a doozy. I've just thought of this one. Um third. <laughs> just Take a look outside your own bubble. There is always someone worse off than you. Always. Mm. And use that as a starting point to write down 10, not five, not three, not nine, 10 points of gratitude. Yeah. Most people say, I write down my three points of gratitude. Well, great. That's easy. Try 10. Try 100. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they say, I, I, do, 10 a, I do 10 a day. Um, yeah, in, yes, yeah, in my journaling in the morning. But yeah, write down 10 points of gratitude and just realize that actually it's, it's not quite so bad. And your, your, your points of gratitude can be you know, from you know, a great weekend with friends, to the stars at night, 
to the fact that I saw two parrots when I was driving down the road this morning. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, but it just lifts us to recognise that however shitty it is, there's still good stuff going on. So there you go. Challenge yourself a little bit. Always ask yourself, I wonder why, and write down 10 points of gratitude from the point of recognising that there's always someone worse off than we are. I love it. Okay. Now... Can you please share about your event that's coming up, which is very exciting? I can. So, um, yeah, 28th of October at the Carson Event Centre, I am running The Resilient. Now, The Resilient is, um, it's a day, and when we initially thought about it, it was for small businesses or individuals, you know, yeah, individual businesses. Um, but the broader it's got is, you know, I mean, I know that there's, um, you know, we've got some teenagers coming along to already who, whose parents saw and thought, ah, oh, that'd be brilliant, um, learning to be resilient when you're younger. But the point of the day is to actually realise that we are, we are resilient. We've just forgotten a little bit. So the, the day is all about helping us recognise that we are resilient and what we need to do in order to be more resilient. Now, you know, I've given you three hacks to, um, to, to work through, but throughout the day, we're going to start as individuals. What is it that causes us to be the way we are? You know, lots of us have, you know, we've heard of Maslow and um, the hierarchy of needs. Well, if I said to you, outdated for many of us, because we live in a world of want not a world of need. We still have our needs, but we live in a world of want. So let's unpack that. And then let's introduce quantum physics. Ah, quantum <laughs> physics. Yeah, I know. So let's introduce some of the, the most up-to-date science in the quantum model of how we work. Um, so that's where, yeah, that's sort of where we get to in the first session, the, you know, the, the individual. Then we move to, right, how do we, as individuals, be better parts of society? Um, and that's introducing the principles of the Lead Through Life framework of, right, how can we actually do this in order to all be better and help one another grow? Because it's easy to be resilient when you've got resilient people around about you. Um, and then beyond that, uh, we go into Dominate the Ground, which is the business um planning process that I use with companies that I work with um, but you know if you're not a business dominate the ground works for families it's all about understanding what we're good at what we're not so good at what lessons we've learned and how we can turn that into being more successful moving forward um, you know businesses come to me with business plans and I go yeah well that's great but it's in the past how about we have a planning model that allows us to live in the business transitioning to better and better and better because that's actually what we want and if we're always looking back at our business plan well it's out of date so let's build a business that's always transitioning um then then we have a conversation about how to communicate imagine if we could communicate better so that we're maybe not feeling so resilient we understand how to communicate the danger of email um how many people <laughs> How many people our, our brains can actually get to know and when our brains get too full? And then we'll finish off with um, a bunch of, uh, a bunch, half a dozen ways that we can just be more resilient throughout our day. So that's what the day is about. It's going to be fun. We've even got a soundtrack. 
um, it's going to be a fun day of actually just unpacking us, our community and our families and our businesses in order to allow us all to grow more resilient together. Because let's face it, that's what we need. We've been resilient this year. The lockdown across the globe and in New Zealand has shown us we can be resilient. Well, let's not forget that. The saddest thing I saw during COVID lockdown were the queues of people outside fast food restaurants. I get it. The need for certainty is huge. Yeah, that need for certainty when things are a little bit wobbly. But how about let's take our resilience to grow rather than to remain who we've always been individually and and as a group or and as a business. So that's the day um, already. Uh, so you sign up. We're already pushing out the seven days to or the seven secrets to a successful day um, so that you don't have to wait until the 28th. Um, and if you can't make the day, drop you know, me, you, a line. I'll send everyone the, that, that course that's just got seven videos that just talk about how we can be, have a successful day, how we can be more resilient. Um, and uh, yeah, more to come. Boom. Sounds good. Can't wait for it. And let me know. I, what, if, what did I do? And this is because I'm only your sixth best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've then got a guest speaker. How could I forget that? Um, I've then got a guest speaker, Monica. You are coming on stage to um, to tell your story about resilience and where you came from, what you've become. Um, and I'm really, really excited to, um, to to share your story with everyone. And there's a great example of that challenge of being resilient. I know you haven't spoken to as many people as we're expecting on the, the 28th, but you stepped up. You stepped up to the plate and um, you're, you're going to do it. There you go. That's um, yeah. That that for me, that's the highlight of the day. And actually, by the time I've spoken for yeah a good few hours, it'll be everyone else's highlight of the day as well. <laughs> that's good. That makes me feel better. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, like I said, you know what's cool is that I think when you can take your experiences and channel them into good, and the things that that could have been a struggle in the past things that we've grown through if we can then share it in a way that actually helps other people then that's the whole point isn't it so so yes it i am actually i've got massive butterflies just thinking about it already but i will be there with bells on (laughs) yes i know you will and um yeah and and i'll be yeah i'll be there with you if um yeah if it gets challenging at any point and um yeah you've got your diva room to prepare in so yeah you can hold my paper bag if I need to hyperventilate or something. <laughs> no, we're all good. Throw up, that's fine. <laughs> all good. And on that happy note, thank you so much for coming back, my friend. I will get this out for everyone. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone there. Yeah, awesome. Thanks a lot. Really enjoyed the conversation. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing you on the 28th and, uh, and everyone else. It's going to be a fun day. It is indeed. Awesome. Cool. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.